Hello everyone and welcome to Neutral Game, the newbie-friendly fighting game podcast. I'm your host, Mildur Kovacri, JK Real Soviet Bear, and with me is my co-host, Six. Hello! And we have a special guest today, uh, Kain. Hello! Um, so Kain, you wanna just tell us a bit about yourself so the guests know, um, you know, why you're here? Uh, I am the creator of I Wanna Be The Guy, developer of, uh, the game... Brave Earth Prologue, which has been coming out for <laughs> years now, uh, but um, I think something not a lot of people put a lot of thought into is there was a lot of Guilty Gear music in I Want to Be the Guy, <laughs> and that wasn't just because I just messed around with I Want to Be the Guy with um, Guilty Gear a little bit. I was a, a pretty serious Guilty Gear player for a long ass time, and I've gotten back on the bandwagon thanks to COVID. <laughs> It was also some very uh, choice music, like it was a Suka, which is the, you know, the more cultured choice for yes. music. <laughs> uh, not the greatest game, but great soundtrack. Uh, well, you know, they bundled up the game with the soundtrack, so that was really good of them. Yes. Um, but yeah, today's topic is uh, how to lose, uh, or you know, how to deal with losing in fighting games, and... Uh, that's been kind of on my mind lately, considering I've been trying a bunch of new fighting games during COVID, um, and uh, I have the unusual quality of getting really pissy when I'm losing until I get uh, to terms with the game. So I figured, you know, maybe maybe folks in general deal with this, especially when playing online. I figured mm-hmm. uh, we talk about it, and you know, aside from kind of being into fighting games, I figure uh, you are familiar with people getting frustrated considering, you know. I want to be the guy yes. and what it spawned. Well, and then also, like, throughout COVID, I've been running um, kind of like a regionalist community for Guilty Gear that attracted a lot of beginner players. So we ended up, I ended up running events for them. Um, and after every tournament or ever, every, um, just last night, not last night, uh, Sunday, we ran a, a fight night card, which is just basically like um, singles matches, not like a tournament, but just like show matches. After every one of these events, there is my DMs for the next like night and a half of people lamenting their feelings about how badly they did mm. to me. And then I have to give them like the dad talk <laughs> <laughs> about losing. It's okay, son. So you did your best it, and we're yeah, proud of you. Yeah, it's it's either that or like a pre-batch talk where where people are like, "Oh, I'm not actually really good at this." Like people apologizing in advance for a potentially bad match, and it's like, "No, man, just play. It's fine." Yeah. Awesome. Um, My way of coping with that is I um I started going before COVID shut everything down. Hopefully, I get to go back soon. I went to uh, Wednesday night fights a bunch, and it was great that I sucked because it just meant I inflated the pot for free. <laughs> oh, you were a pop monster. I, yeah, yeah, I was a pop monster. I show up and get O2 and high five everyone and leave. Nice. Honestly, <laughs> the backbone of the community. You know, I I think I am going to serve us well on this because I am I learned to be a very graceful loser because I'm really bad. And so, <laughs> you know, you just stick with it. I mean, you can you can ask ask me a drug. Uh there are lots of uh clips on the uh, on on Mia Drog's, uh Twitch channel of us playing fighting games and me getting owned and just laughing about it. So, yeah, it's sometimes like almost 
like disappointing or like for me when you know i go like oh i want to run back after our you know officially last match because i happen to lose but you never ask for a run back and i'm like like why you have to ask for one i thought people always ask for that I mean, I'll ask for a run back if I feel like I have a have a shot. But like, I mean, you know, listen. Sometimes I just get bodied, and that's life. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like the the, the main point of fighting games is you know usually well let's just assume that like you know most of them are one v one because I don't think we're gonna talk about Power Stone or Free for All Smash. But you know, there's gonna be a winner and a loser. Like that that that's kind of just the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even like most fighting games just don't end in a draw like like if it's a draw they just let you keep playing i think maybe like old school mortal Kombat would soft reboot if you like had a draw like three times in a row or something um but um yeah i i i don't know like like uh how how did you guys you know start off when you played fighting games like like how did you handle you know needing to win versus needing to lose we're just having to lose I never had to confront it as harshly as a lot of other people because most of my initial losing, because there's always a period where you're going to lose a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That was learning with friends who weren't super serious. And back in, this would be like early 2000s Guilty Gear. So it's not a very big scene. So when I started going to like local tournaments, um, just because the level of play was so much less in comparison to, say, like, Street Fighter. Uh, in the region I'm in, like, there's lots of great, like, it, at the time, Street Fighter 3 players that lived in my area. Like, I, I live in New York, so, mm. yeah, Chinatown Fair and everything like that. But uh, not a lot of Guilty Gear, so I was already relatively good and was overachieving when I came in, but that led to the problem of being really afraid of my performance and trying to keep that up mm-hmm. when you have that expectation like oh i'm good at this game sure. um it wasn't until it, it was net play it was net play for the um on um for the pc version of guilty gear reload it was a fan net play hack that actually oh, worked man. very well and had like public lobbies, like a netplay hack with public lobbies. So you could just match up easily with random people. Um, And that was a huge gut check, because now I'm playing people from all over the place, and the connections are horrible and all that, but, like, at that level it was still just, like, this realization, like, I'm not very good, even if I can, like, beat most of the people at my local tournament, because I will never beat, well, at the time, in my mind, the people, like, a few steps above me, like the distance there is so huge unless I start rethinking how I play and just being okay with, uh, just accepting the fact that like, I can't be comfortable with the idea of being good. Man, that, that net play patch that you mentioned just takes me back because, um, I, I remember that and I remember how it didn't work for the entirety of Serbia because 99% of Serbian people didn't have static IP. And if you had a dynamic IP, because, um, like, I, for some reason, just didn't work. Like, like if you had, like, like uh, everybody's ISP just gave them dynamic IP, so I couldn't play with my friends within my country because the patch would just break. And oh, no! Yeah, like, that was, like, 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 I was so excited when I found it that it just didn't work. And I think at some point, ISP started giving static IPs and it started working. Huh. 
it's probably one of the greatest um, fan hacks in terms of UI I've ever seen for uh, multiplayer in a game. Yeah, it, like, it's literally just a menu in the game. It looks like the rest of the user interface. It was incredible. Wow. Well, it's a great way to just come to terms with like, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm overvaluing my skill and playing in a way where like I'm playing because I'm afraid to lose. Mm. And once I got once I got used to like losing brutally more often because it's easy to lose to somebody you know like oh this person's like one of the best players in the United States like oh that doesn't feel bad mm-hmm. to lose to them but when you start getting beat up by people like who are you like that hit that hit my pride back then mm-hmm. so but at the same time doing that over and over again I slowly got uh, numb to it and it's helped now that I've been streaming because. Uh, I'd say I'm like, I'm reasonably good, but like, if you watch my streams, like it's feast or famine, like either (laughs) I'm playing people I can handle or I'm playing great players and I'm not in their league. Like, and it is painfully obvious and everybody gets to watch it on a weekly basis. Sure. What were you six? How did you start off with your fighting game career so i mean my fighting game career didn't start for actually uh quite a long time till college i would say i I mean you know i like i would play you know tech and tag tournament at a friend's house and just you know spam light punch or whatever right i mean you know not light punch right punch or whatever because tekken's what it is um but i like i didn't know how to do a hadoken until uh super street fighter 4 i was a uh, a gamer on a budget and i was like man this game's launching at 30 dollars I can't afford not to get into this. <laughs> um, and so I picked up uh, Super Street Fighter 4, and I just I just went very deep. And so I started at the bottom because, I mean, I was learning, you know, very basic shit. Um, and I was doing nothing but net play. And when you are a completely new to the genre, pretty much, playing net play on, on, on Street Fighter 4... There is no room for pride. You're losing to flowchart Kens. I lost once to a Phalong who just did jump light punch. Like, not even anti-air or like, it was like, it was a purely an air-to-air one. So if you just stood still, he would not hit you. Um, I still lost to that. Um, I just had humiliating loss after loss. Um, and it just kind of beat like it didn't beat the pride out of me but it changed the type of pride i have right where like i'm happy when i do something that i think is cool and my opponent is kind of irrelevant to that yes um and that philosophy has has served me well going forward it has made me i i don't think i am an especially salty fighting game player i am used to getting my ass kicked as long as i can either learn something or have some fun it's fine yeah on my end, I kind of uh, was incubated with single-player content because, you know, not too many people played multiplayer. Like, my brother played Mortal Kombat 3, you know, and maybe sometimes Sam Show 2 on the Mega Drive, but it wasn't, like, anything, you know, super high-tier beyond, like, um, elementary school-level, like, rivalries. But um, I play a lot of Guilty Gear on my PC uh, solo, like, from Guilty Gear X to, like, uh, Reload. And I was super confident, like, oh, yeah, I can beat the CPU on Maniac. I'm great at this game. Um, and then when um, I first played, like, actual people, it was two um, Guilty Gear players who uh, basically lived in this, you know, same small town, and they played with each other constantly, so they constantly improved off of each other. 
Um, and when I played against them, that was super massive wake-up call of, oh, actually, I'm horseshit at this game. Um, so kind of started learning there to improve a bit more. Um, but I don't think it was until like I bought a PS3 and could actually play like Blaze Blue Online that I um, understood properly how to play fighting games because I just didn't have you know the opportunities. I, I think like it's a the uh, kind of made a good point that you know it's very different playing locally versus playing online with you know people who are just so much better than you and just understand the game mm-hmm. on a whole different level. I mean, there's nothing to cut this. There's nothing to cut the sting online, you know, in person. It's like, you know, you can laugh about it or you can be like, oh, man, look at them. They're so good. I never stood a chance or whatever. You can you can rationalize it or dismiss it. But online, all there is is the results. And there's nothing to cut the sting on your pride, I think. Yeah. I think the other thing in person versus online is in person. Like, oh, okay, there's like those two people who are way better than me. That's good for them. I like them. Good for them. Then you play online and then you realize there's so many people like this. <laughs> it's not those two people who are better than me. It's like I can just run into a random Ken or whatever who's going to body me. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to... Um, well, I, I guess you don't have to. You can just be salty and mad all the time. But, like, uh, a part of the life left in the fighting games is definitely learning just to, like, you gotta learn some humility or you gotta just win. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'd say definitely um, a big barrier is just uh, getting rid of uh, you know the excuses of oh I you know I lost because of lag I lost because you know the game is cheap or or this guy is just spamming something like you kind of have to reach a point where you tell yourself oh like these are the rules of the game this is how it works and it's the same for them as well so really it's mostly on me or you just have to accept if it's i don't know lagged it's just like okay this match doesn't count because i i don't play under these conditions so i shouldn't even be angry about it and that's one of those things that i think like you know there are people who will think that they're like i understand like i i'm i'm totally set up for the experience of fighting games because i play other competitive games right i play mobas i play shooters whatever but in those games, it's a team game, and you can always be, you you can always, and you will see people in the community who only ever do this, who always have the excuse of, like, well, my team fucked up. I did a great job. Yes. Um, <laughs> fighting games, you don't get to do that. There's no one else there. It's just you. Well, p- people still do it. Like, like that's, that's, you know, the entire economy of the scrub quotes uh tweet profile like people still like blaming you know i'm blaming you because i lost it's like yeah because i beat you of course i'm I'm to blame that you lost yeah but i mean that that is just people who are uh deranged (laughs) (laughs) oh it's yeah it gets pretty uh pretty bad sometimes uh that they Um, you know there are people who can make excuses under any circumstance, but unlike other games, fighting games don't don't give you much logical room for them. If you're willing to go outside of logic, you'll still be okay. But <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I think yeah, uh, one one thing I definitely learned to kind of fuel my um, like like salt is just basically. It's not healthy, but I do get more upset myself than everything else because at the end of the day, I just go, well, you know, I lost because, you know, I lost. It's my fault and I upset myself, but I'm, I'm not, like, upset at others. Although, long term, that's also not healthy. Mm-hmm. 
I think to some extent, a little bit of that type of salt, the the self-sodium, I I think that can be good as long as it's not, like, crushing. It's, like, the most important thing, I think, is just, like, not blaming your opponent. Yeah, I think so. Because a lot of times that, like, disappointment in yourself, that can be motivating. So as long as you don't let it give you so much anxiety that it's, like, crushing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I don't know, a great quote I heard recently was someone saying like it's hard to teach fighting games because the best fighting game lessons are life lessons mm-hmm. um and being able to like process your negative emotions into something positive is i think it's just a strong life lesson yeah i think I, I i definitely agree with that and there's definitely like you're only gonna get so far with like you know learning technical tricks and stuff but also i mean i do think in a way i am slightly held back by how detached i get sometimes right i could use a little more salt in my life i could stand to take things more personally and take them to the training room instead i'm just like ah, i lost okay yeah and that's honestly fine too like it depends on what your goal is like if your goal is to have fun like that's perfectly that's perfectly great if your uh goal is to uh improve or Improve and have fun, mm-hmm. which is it's kind of more where I'm at. Um, you know, yeah, that's... You gotta be a little disappointed or else there isn't the motivation to uh, do the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Spite is... <clears throat> Spite is a very strong motivator. There is a, a lot of kids on my server who are motivated by Spite. <laughs> Uh, Miodrog here is is very motivated by spite as well. <laughs> just generally, yeah, speaking. that's that. Just generally, not just fighting games. Um, but you know, it's gotten me far. I don't think it's super <laughs> healthy. Has some drawbacks, but you know, um, it, it works for shonen anime, so I guess it didn't work for me. There you go. Um, I think another thing um, I see sometimes people struggle with is that they kind of put matches, um, like. Like they, they put super high stakes on matches that really aren't super high stake. Like everybody feels like, you know, I have to win now for you know, whatever reason. Sometimes it's the game encouraging yeah. it. Sometimes it's like, oh, you're gonna drop in rank if you don't win now, you're gonna lose this very important thing. And you know, people you know, obviously will get more upset if they lose and get more nervous about the match. Mm-hmm. And you know, the same thing if you're you know, streaming, or maybe if you're if you're just like playing with a new person, like, you know, you have a real life group and somebody new shows up. And they're really good, and you might be like, "Oh well, I'm I'm the one who's usually really good at this group. I had to prove myself." And I feel that also is a big problem. Like, um, like, 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 also if you um, play against somebody that's you know an easy matchup for you, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I can like like my matchup for this character is eight two. I can win this easily," and you get like bodied. Um, so, so I I definitely like struggled with that before, and I definitely see people just like put super high stakes on you know casual normal matches that aren't tournaments or evo Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and that can be a problem for growth too because a um a big issue can be playing to win and playing to improve look very different Mm. sometimes what will make you win in the moment is bad for long-term growth so you have to like recognize when a match isn't important uh, and use that as a sit- the situations to basically like focus more on improving rather than winning. 
Again, assuming your your goal is improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think there's a lot of, like, I mean, a, a thing that I end up doing a lot is when I'm playing, like, casually, like, semi-casually, I guess. Like, I, I, you know, I don't throw matches or anything. But a lot of what I end up doing is, like, I will try various, like, new strategies. I will try and do experimental things. And not, like, not things that I know are bad, but be a little more um, daring, I guess, with my approach. Yeah. For the first, like, 75% of my life bar. And then when it's down to the last 25, it's like, okay, just shit I know that works. <laughs> I know so many people <laughs> who play like that. I don't know that it's a great approach, but it works for me so far, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like the thing when you're playing a match and you do... Uh, you know, a random wake-up super, which is unsafe, but it hits. And it's like, well, I won the match, so obviously it works. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, that person will definitely be aware of every single wake-up you do. And if your takeaway was, well, wake-up supers work, it's going to be a long-term problem. Like, we had somebody in our community that you could basically just, like, call it another dive. Like, like okay, here's, a, here's the wake-up super, and it just happens. Mm-hmm. And it got to, like really obnoxious levels that it never worked for them and eventually they kind of kicked the habit uh much better i feel like you know you wake up super still gonna work that's a you know big brain play but relying on them doesn't really teach you you know how to play the game properly like pe- people are only gonna get tricked by that once and i think that's also a big problem that ha- like especially i think noticed some games encourage more than others like tekken 7 with the rage arts has a problem with this that we've we've observed where people will train like will just drill into that habit of just like hitting the rage art pretty much immediately after they get it and it's a very hard habit to break once you've made it uh it for like i don't play tekken all that often but i play it sometimes and like random rage arts haven't worked for you know the last 20 hours of my play if not 50 and still, my hands just do it without asking me. It's just so easy, and it's big damage. Yeah, Why wouldn't you? Of course, you know. Listen, sometimes, sometimes you gotta put put all your money on, you know, red thirteen. I am still not great at bursting in Guilty Gear, uh, and it's because, like, back in the day, it's like, oh, you burst, like you just get out of everything. Mm-hmm. It, it's great, and then now playing, it's like, I'm like, like. Did, did people get punished this often for bursts always? Like, damn, like, realizing. And then, like, I'm doing it, too. So it's not like, oh, why is everyone else? When did everybody else get so good at punishing bursts? Like, most of it's actually me now punishing people. And that should be a hint to me. Yeah. The, when you when they burst right away when they get burst back, uh, you do that. So why aren't you expecting someone else to punish you for it? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it was really wild switching between um, Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear. Where in Blaze Blue, I think the burst is infinitely safer, and then in, like Guilty Gear is just like now, if you're not doing it properly, you're just gonna get bodied because of it. Yeah, there's certain people I play against where uh, the the joke is like, if I burst and I don't get punished for it, it's 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 an accomplishment. It's like one of those things like, all right, I <laughs> that's that's character growth. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one thing we also touched upon uh, before I uh, kind of like want to go back to is kind of like assuming um, like like the intent of the person you're playing online because you know you don't have like the person sitting next to you like in real life and I found that usually like my strategies when I you know um, I played Hakuman you know back in the Blaze Blue days and 
I really focused on parries, and same with their alive. And you know, when you parry somebody in real life, like like they're next to you, you're not parrying the actual person, but I mean, you're on the couch, and usually the reaction is kind of like, oh yeah, nice, nice job nailing that. Like like people are usually impressed. But online, I have gotten so much rage mail playing <laughs> parry strat- <laughs> strategy. It's ridiculous. Like I've had it to the point where, um, you know, somebody would uh, play against me. Then they would pick, like, Hakumen as a mirror match, and then just spam parries, because I guess they assumed that's what I was doing. And then when they lose again, they just send, like, like a rage message. Um, that's always the best, when they when people assume, like, oh, what you're doing is easy. It's like... But, but I think that the fact that you can't communicate with people, like, there's no, you know, yes. there's no text chat, there's no voice chat, there's no physical presence, it's just so easy to assume, like... Oh yeah, he probably thinks you know I'm super predictable and a newbie because he parried me like three times in a row. Like I'm sure he's gloating now. Meanwhile, I'm just you know just playing the game and, and trying to enjoy myself. Or like I mean, there's stuff where like, you know, the 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 one of the one of the lessons of of being good at fighting games. One of the early lessons is do whatever your opponent hates, right? And yes. in person, like when I'm playing Broly in Dragon Ball Fighters and I go for like my command throw on wake up four times in a row, it's because I think it'll work. Right. But online, it's very easy for that to come across like I'm trolling. And that's one of the things that like with that without that that communication, like. On the other side, I mean, first of all, you know keep in mind that that's how you may come across to others and also that's what you may be reading right if a person overheads you five times they may not be griefing you they may be like oh it seems like overheads work and so that can really get you heated if you if you get worked up over something you know because with that lack of communication you can't tell the intent yeah i I definitely when when i'm playing like i I go for a lot of mix-ups in fighting games and you know, I'm, I'm kind of used to trying to figure out patterns that people take, like, oh, are they going to block low or high? Um, and I can kind of, like, because there's always, like, an internal logic people are using of whether they should, like, block or high or low. Like, it's, it's a very rarely on reaction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, I, I get those opportunities where you overhead somebody three times in a row and people just, you know, just get really upset online about that. Or just, you know, throw the match and stop recovering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's it's like I think it's it's more than just like winning and losing. It's a case of learning to like distance yourselves from like the the moments of the match as well. Yeah, definitely. Um but yeah, I um so so, so we also mentioned that um you know, like like playing uh you know, to to learn the game versus like playing um to win. And I think um like, if, if you're not, you know, like, like, a lot of people, when they're playing, um, you know, on a higher level than their opponent, they sometimes, you know, use those matches to train combos or, like, learn strategies or just, like, experiment with the matchup, um, rather than just, you know, brutalize the opponent. Um, but, like, do you guys ever do, like, the opposite, like, where you're basically like, okay, this, this person is outclassing me severely, but now I'm gonna try and, you know, figure out what is the counter to this specific move. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's no other way around it mm-hmm. when you get when you're getting beat up by the same person for like the 20th time it's like all right clearly clearly my strategy isn't working so it's like just got to start swinging and seeing what sticks and try and recognize it mm-hmm. yeah and i think if you set yourself like some goals as 
you know, okay, I can't, like, like beat this person, but if I can figure out at least to beat this thing, how to counter it or how to get around it, then, you know, I'll, I'll feel accomplished. Rather than saying immediately the bar of, oh, no, I have to defeat, you know, this person, or, oh, this is pointless because I'll just lose, so why bother? Yeah, it's about once, you, once you've realized you, you almost certainly can't get the big victory, you can't achieve your grand goal, setting smaller goals for yourself. Yeah, I think that's, again, a life lesson that can be applied to fighting games. Like, if you set yourself, you know, smaller goals that are within reach and that you can accomplish, it generally feels, um, you know, much better. And I think the issue is, uh, like, our system works games have tried to do that, I think, but in general, fighting games don't really reward anything other than winning, right? Like, at the end of the day, you know, you, you finish a match and you either win or lose, but if you play you know, a team shooter, it's like, you know, who had the most assist, who had the most healing, who had the most DPS, so even if you lose, you kind of, like, get some satisfaction of, okay, well, at least I was doing proper damage, or at least, like, I managed to keep my team alive uh, better than the other healer, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But fighting games really don't have that. Like, I know Guilty Gear tries to give those medals, but they just kind of, like, you know, just fly by you, so you don't even, like, pay attention to them. Although it seems in Strive they're trying to improve that by giving people titles and like telling them what they did well. Like I, some of the comments were like, "Oh, you were really good at reading your opponent," or like, "Oh, you you you're really good at fundamentals," you know, those kind of things. Yeah, but also those things. I mean, you know, it's one of those things they'll work on on refining, I'm sure. But at least in Strive, they can also kind of feel hollow. As a May player, yeah. I got a lot of games where it was like, "Oh, you're psychic because I put hit stand heavy a lot." It's like no. I just <laughs> I just like big buttons. I'm not smart. Yeah, um, and I, I think that's also like the issue of there's far less like n- you know numerical or like statistical stuff to just draw from in fighting games. So you know, at the end of the day, you're not really gonna pay attention to much else other than did my rank go up or down, or did I win or lose? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like so the, the the final, at least to me, what feels like the final level of this is okay. So let's say you've mastered these things, right? You're like, okay, mm-hmm. I now know like how to how to not blame other people for my losses, how to take them properly, uh, how to not overinvest in like stakes that I've invented, uh, maybe get the right level of salt out of things where like when a match, you can take something out of a match, take some motivation away. Um, you're not getting caught up in like the you know online play and and misassuming intent. For me, it feels like the last thing is, like, there are people out there who are just dickheads, right? There are people who are oh, bad yeah. winners. They will be shitty about it. They are, like, or, like, they'll they'll try and put you down. They'll try and mock you. Or they're just, like, people who are so excited about their own win that even if they're not trying to, they turn into shitheads. And I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a final layer of, like, learning to deal with people who are just, like, you know, oh my god, I'm so godlike. How I usually deal with those people is I pick the grappler. Yeah, but what if they beat your grappler, <laughs> Mio? Well, then then I don't know. That's why we're having this podcast. <laughs> no, no joke. I had, um, I did have someone, um, when I was playing, like, this was in person, too. Like, I was playing versus a colleague, uh, Guilty Gear Exert, and, you know, at that point, I was pretty confident in my Guilty Gear skills. But also, he picked Raven, and I wasn't confident in my Raven matchup skills. And he kind of bodied me um, and started gloating about it. 
So I just switched to Potemkin and just kept like Potemkin bustering him and Heavenly Potemkin bustering him. And after three matches, he was like, you know what? This game isn't fun anymore. I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, so- but that was my solution. Otherwise, I don't really know how to deal with this other than just, you know, ignore the person because at the end of the day, it's not really about playing. It's not always about playing against like the better person. It's not like, you know, some martial arts movie where you have to like fight your way up the ranks. It's, you know, about having a good time. And I feel like I'd rather play with someone you know, I can learn from or grow from less, but they're a good sportsman about it, than, you know, somebody who's just, like, you know, a piece of shit, but they're also really good. What I always tell people is there are plenty of great players that you can play who aren't dickheads. So when someone's a jerk, it's like, oh, well, you know, but you should play me to get good and learn. It's like, nah, I got, I got other options, like... Nobody is so uniquely valuable at this point for me to, like, tolerate them being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's this, this is one where there's no, like, quick solution to it. It's something I still work on, right? It's just, like, uh, avoid those people and have patience. There's no fun trick, you know? It's just like, well, some people are shitty. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't always avoid them, unfortunately, no. but uh, I do do my best. For what it's worth, I have seen in, like, European lobbies in some games where certain people had such a toxic reputation uh, for being, like, like bad winners that people just stopped playing them, like, entirely. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, that's, like, for anime fighters who are struggling to find players. So, like, kind of said, you're not, you're not unique. It's kind of like, um, it's almost like, like anything, like, online with, you know, like, content creators and stuff. You don't have to watch somebody you don't like as a person. You can just go to somebody else there's a ton of people mm-hmm. especially now with discord communities like that's been a pretty powerful thing lately so you can you know find people to play with almost any almost any game mm-hmm. yeah there's at least no one to walk away yeah so i guess for, for um like we mentioned this a few times through the podcast but i guess for some like closing thoughts um you know how what would what do you think was like the most valuable for us personally, like in in growing and just like taking these lessons like to heart? Um, and what we'd probably like say to people like, yeah, this is like this worked for me, it might work for you. I think the most important thing is trying to stick with it to uh, until you eventually can just like deal with losing until you win and you realize like, oh hey, wait, I actually got better. Because I think once you, like, have that cycle of, like, losing, hitting a plateau, getting frustrated, and then overcoming it, once you do that, like, twice, you realize you can keep doing it, and that it's just a matter of time and effort. Mm-hmm. The first few times, I think, for a lot of people, it's just, like, it can be super frustrating and can make those losses, like, hurt even more because they just feel insurmountable. Yeah. It's like, once you know that you can get better, you can just look at your losses like, all right, it's just a matter of work and time. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the thing that had the biggest impact and like the, the few people I've gotten into fighting games, the thing that I guess I've tried to teach them because most of the people I've gotten into fighting games are not going to go on to be like hardcore fighting game players. They're just people who play casually now and then is learning to see the fun, like sort of like 
getting a, a larger perspective and like appreciating when cool shit happens or when something is funny, mm. even if you're not the perpetrator. That's that's been really important to me is like when I see a really sick mix that's done to me, I can still be like, damn, that was a sick mix. You know, that has been yes. really essential. Yeah, I think on my end, it's it's kind of communication feels to be like like the key thing and understanding when it's happening, when it's not. So so for example, like um, you know, the the inferring intent online and like assuming the worst and just kind of like put a lid in that. It's just like nope, I'm not gonna you know assume anything. Um, I'm just gonna assume they're having fun unless I'm like told otherwise. Um, yeah, and, and kind of like also like when I play. Um, you know, if I'm playing with people I know and I'm either not enjoying myself or struggling, just communicating that. So, for example, um, uh, I jumped into them's fighting herds a few weeks ago for the first time after like you know God knows how long, and people just like completely bothered me, and I didn't really have time to figure anything out because it was something like you know winner stays, so I immediately get booted out of a single match. Um, so I just communicate like, hey, folks, I'm not like understanding what's going on. Can we maybe like do a free-for-all? Can I get, like, a few matches in a row just to, you know, get my bearings and everything? And, you know, people were perfectly fine with that. And, you know, after I did a few of those, it just worked out better and everybody had a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably the most the most essential, like, thing to keep in mind is if you're playing with, like, friends or, you know, just even just, like, associates, right? People who, who maybe it's generous to use the word friends, but you're friendly with, like, you can ask for stuff. It'll be fine right people people are there everyone's there to have a good time and people aren't, aren't yes. going to be like no you gotta wait your turn to get overheaded once into a one-touch combo again the people are going to be like oh okay we want to change things up that's fine so yeah. oh yeah definitely in our gear community when we recognize someone's new because like people are so bad at asking we're like wait you're new like you're just joining like on a random lobby night i'll like call people over like yo 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 you two get on just get on a machine and just like you know keep trading off and letting them stay on and play. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like, trying to pair people with, like, people of similar skill and just let them get, like, you know, time and reps and just make them comfortable. Um, yeah, I guess leading into what everyone else um, just said, it's, like, just recognizing your opponent's another human being with the same fears and insecurities that you have is... Um, it's pretty good. Realizing, like, they're probably not the stone-faced, iron-willed player, that they're insecure <laughs> about their rank points, too, and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I think it's also, like, a lot of just, you know, a lot of the pressure is also just imposed with how games are designed or communicated or what, you know, you, you read online with people saying, um, especially when you're, like, exposed to so many good players now very easily you know before you had to look you know pixelate uh compressed footage from japan from a camcorder to like see tournament footage now you can just see good players immediately in high quality and that can also get overwhelming and just make you feel like oh you know i'm actually really bad and i'm wasting people's time and i'll never be this good but it's also like none of that, those things matter really mm -hmm. like people just want to play and have fun also, a special message for anyone who plays Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Uh, sometimes a game's ranked system is just stupid and dog shit, and you shouldn't invest yourself in it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, um, I think that's 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 all we have for today. So, um, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to uh, uh, plug or mention? Where can people find you, follow you, buy your games? 
I don't know. Should anyone? Should anybody follow me on Twitter? That seems like a mistake. Um, only at like four a.m. my time. That's when like the good game design combos happen. <laughs> oh yeah, when I when I start just losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Kayan Nasaki. K a y i n n a s a k i. Uh, same name also on Twitch. I stream every. Um, Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, mostly Guilty Gear. Uh, we do some Fightcade stuff on Mondays, mostly Super Turbo, but uh, sometimes other stuff. So uh, if you're interested, if you're in North America and are interested in getting into Guilty Gear Rev 2, even though Strive is coming out, uh, I would recommend hopping by. And if they had rollback, maybe I can drop by. Oh, Europe. man, that's incredible. I'm not, like, that excited for Strive as a game, but the fact that, like, the rollback is that good. Just the ability to like place that, like being able to play certain people that just seemed impossible is a reality. That just seems wild. I'm really excited for that. Same. And six, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r. It's not that special. Mostly, you should go to scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com/scanlinemedia for all my podcasts and writing and the too much shit that I do. Yeah, I think your Twitter is cool. Well, thank you. That's mostly because I don't tweet very much. That, that, that <laughs> keeps that's it good. A secret. <laughs> that's a secret. Positive win rate on tweets. Um, anyway, uh, folks can find me on twitter.com slash mdkii. That's mdk Roman numerals 2. And I also stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Bear. Sometimes fighting games, sometimes bad PS1 games. I don't even know what my gimmick is these days. But yeah, you can find me there. So, uh, kind thanks again for joining in for this episode. It was really uh, fun having insight from uh, uh, someone who's also trying to help like new people get into fighting games. Um, I think like we need in general more efforts and content like that online. Um, and I hope to see you again soon. And for everybody else, uh, have a nice night. Goodbye, folks. Peace. Goodbye. <laughs>